Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger, LCSW, that's Mordechai Weinberger, licensed clinical social worker, and Harav Nissen that we've got on. Looking forward to taking your question or comments in the mental health field. We, the number to call in and ask your question or comment is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we are going to go straight away to our first caller all the way from the U.K., from England. Ms. Ms. L., you're on, or is it I, from England? Hello? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you yes, loud. Yes, thank you very much for taking the call. Our pleasure. So, what is your Thank question? Thank you for taking the call. Um, yeah, we're actually two people together on the telephone, and uh, we're two friends calling together, and we're calling about a third friend, and we're having a little bit of issue that we've just realized that uh, she's very complicated in her personality, and we've just realized that she's very emotionally, like, she pushes and pulls all the time, and we don't quite know how to go about it. Okay, well, you've just made a statement. I need some information how to turn that into a question that I can respond to. So what would you say is your question? What are parts of the personality? What are some of the issues that you're having with her? Well, basically, we never quite know what she wants in the relationship. And she can well, let's rephrase yeah, it. What is your question? Let's sometimes. start with a question. What is your question? I heard a statement. The statement is you and your friends. You, you are your three friends. You have two friends. You and another one that's on the line, and you have an issue with your third friend. Period. Well, I don't hear what right. the issue is. I don't hear details. I don't hear what to make a question out of it from. You, you get my difficulty. Yeah, but I kind of see as a question. Okay. Well, so tell me the question. So we'll repeat it again, so see I can hear the question. So my question is, how would we go about? This relationship. So tell me a little about the relationship. That's a difficulty for you. It's a difficulty for us primarily because we never quite know what she wants, and obviously we're interested in her. Obviously we extend ourselves to her, but sometimes she can. Can you give me an example? I work best with examples. Like you call her up, you speak to her, and what happens? Well. Do you understand? Like, I need details. Depends, I just want you to realize that. Like, if I'm going to ask you, you know, I'm having a business and I'm having a little difficulties with the business, so how do I deal with the business? What is so let's say we would have? call up inviting her. We, let's say we would call up to invite her to come out with us, and she would, first of all, flatly refuse. And she would say, no, she doesn't want to come, etc., etc. And then okay. when she would come, because we would literally pull her out of the house, because we know that she really wants to come. When she would come, then she would really enjoy herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the issue is that you have a friend that wants to really be begged. That's only part of the problem. Okay, what's part of the problem? The other problem is that that even when we do beg her hard enough and she joins, then she can be sometimes totally emotionally withdrawn. Okay. So let me ask you, how is this, first of all, a friendship? Just say it. How how is this a friendship? I I just see that there isn't a friendship. I see this as a chesed. But neither me nor my other friend or any of us see it as that. 
Well, how do you have a friendship? A friendship is there's a give and take. You enjoy being around the person. So far, I hear there's nothing that's enjoyable to be around this person. It is enjoyable. What? For some reason. It is enjoyable? What? It's just the connection that we feel. I don't hear a connection. I just hear that there's a friend that you need to schlep out, beg her to go out, and when she goes out, she's negative half the time, and, and like she really wants to get attention, but she says she doesn't. But there's still a connection that is just is deeper than talking or whatever it is that we're doing. So I'd like you to recognize you that your question is extremely vague. I, I need to apologize. It's not that I don't answer your question. There are no details to a question. Again, can you help me out now with the business? I have a business. I'm having a difficulty. Could you please help me out? Like in which way is it difficult to understand? I'm not giving any details. What I'm giving, and I'm being told that there's a friendship or relationship that she doesn't get involved, she doesn't help, she wants me back to go out, and, you know, and, and she complains when she's going out, and then, finally, when she does it, like, you know, she's sometimes negative and things like that. So then I go, so then where's the friendship here? Where's the relationship? What do you have from it? Because when she is responsive, then she's very responsive. Okay, so at times, so now I'm saying this, so at times she is responsive. Mm-hmm. Just not all the time. So now what's your question? So our question is how do we balance out? Ah, so now your question is how do you get her balanced out to be responsive most of the time? Yeah. Okay. Now the question is why is she not responsive? Is it because she needs friends? Then that's a friendship issue. Like, you can work on that. Is it because she might have a disorder? She might have depression or some other issue of stress or whatever it should be. Then it's a whole different area. Then you need a therapist. She identifies herself as a codependent person. I don't want to know how how she identifies herself. Because that's already distorted. You're already going through diagnosis. Is it normal for a friend to be the way she is reacting, the way she's acting? That's my question to obviously you. Obviously not. Hey, obviously what part's not regular? Healthy. What part's not healthy? It's not healthy that a person should be like that. Like, it's got to be balanced in some way. Mm-hmm. And we should know that's what true. she wants. Right. So, she from all your friends you have, how many people are like her? her? How many people are like her? Not many. Not many means there's more than one? Um, not, so that, not as far as I know. Okay. So if she's the only one, it's sort of sounding a little bit more like she might have a diagnosable issue that needs a therapist involved. And therefore? Wait, 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 wait. Before we go in, therefore, does that make sense? Is that a possibility? Definitely. Okay. So now you want to be able to be her therapist. Is that your question now? It's not a question because we know we can't. Okay. So then, again, so what is your question? Our question is how do we bring that to her attention? Oh, now I hear a question. Now it's not how to help her. And what happens if you just be direct? You know, when we speak to friends, you sort of say, hi, how are you? How are you feeling? What can you do? And, and you sort of get an answer, and you sort of know what's happening. With you, we're not seeming to find out what's going on. Like, we ask you, can we go out? Like, you make it so difficult. 
problem is, well, we've tried to do that previously, and she just puts on a flat smile and she pretends that everything's okay, and then then the discussion ends just right there. Okay, so let's do it again. So now you have a friend that has a disorder, a very difficult whatever that disorder should be, which needs a therapist, and you guys are being frustrated that she needs a therapist and she's not getting one and she's putting this major pressure on you. Right. Now, do you hear how different your question is based on that one? Mm-hmm. Now what you need is to tell her, you know something, we really want to be a friend, but we feel you really need professional help. You've got a lot of, you've got some emotional imbalances, instabilities, and it's important to work them out. And we really want it for your good, for your benefit. We're, we're a close friend of yours. We really care about you. What would happen if you tell her that, you know, we've got a lot of friends, but none of them seem to show the signs that you're showing? I haven't got a problem doing that. Good. What do you think she would respond to that? It's hard to say. Very what do you assume? You know her. You don't have to know exactly what she'll do, but what do you have an idea? What do you think she might do? She'll keep quiet, and then she'll go home and do whatever she does when she's stressed. Do you think she wants then, to be your you friend? Know, done our deed, so I guess we can leave it at that. Do you think she wants to be your friend? Very hard to say. All right. Harv Nissim, what what would what would you say to this? I I would ask that uh, first of all is n- is it not normal sometimes that uh, friends doesn't like to be and together all the time, and right now they are making assumptions that uh, she's unnormal or abnormal. Is it something that uh, you maybe you over demanding the the friendship? Is it possible? What would you say to that? Did you add me? I can't hear it. Sorry, I'm clear. All right. So what Rav Nissen was asking was, isn't it possible that many times in friendships you sometimes need a break of someone that, like, you're not in the mood of getting out or going with them? Right, but not if it's constantly and when she does come up and she does enjoy herself and we all know it. So as if we go out three times a week. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, you know, you, do you know you know a, a background? Something maybe uh, the parents don't allow her, or somebody not you know pushing her out. No, I don't think that's a problem. Okay. I mean, there might be other friends who are, te- are, are you know telling her rather not to be our friend, but that's so uh, maybe that's a you, separate issue on its own. You already put her on a spot that she is need a therapist, and maybe maybe something that you check your relationship with her, and uh, you know maybe it's need a little bit of breakdown or you know just give a little bit distance. Maybe she's just. Uh, is it a good idea to take? Is it a good idea to take like three people together to a therapist? Again, like take all, all of us together. I wonder if that is accurate. Before we go down that path. Is there an issue, the way Nissen said and very, very appropriately, I, I like how, how that happened, that um, 
First of all, I just want to announce the number. The number to call in to ask your question or comment is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. And looking forward to taking your question and your caller and your call. But again, just to repeat this point over here, if there are people telling her not to hang out with you and maybe she feels responsible because of the friendship like she has to go, she might not be interested. And there's no mental disorder at all going on. There's no emotional disorder, no stress. I like that. What, what are you saying to that? Well, I do think there must be some kind of issue because it doesn't only manifest itself in this way. It manifests itself in many different ways. Okay. So then the answer is and you have that conversation with her, but... But first of all, why even push it? Why is it your responsibility? Why don't you maybe just call up the parents or whoever and just say, you know something, this and this is what's happening. We think she needs help, and then to be able to let go. Sounds like there's like a lot of ownership. So the parents are not the kind of people uh, that would pay much attention to such kind of thing. Okay. Then maybe just let go and enjoy the friends and, and make other friends. It's nice of you to want to help, but if someone has a disorder, the, the only way to help them get better is when they're willing to make the, when they say, I have an issue and I can deal with it. Right. So would it be, like, would it be conducive to get all of us together to go to a therapist and sort stuff through? You've just gone from, like, step one of, like, just understanding what could be the issue to step, to step ten about all going together for therapy. The first conversation would be with her, do you want to be friends with us? What? I'm saying getting someone into a therapist's room and have three people together, that like, takes many steps there. First, you're supposed to sit down and talk to her, like step one, which is, you know something? We feel you're very, like, when we want to go out, you're not going out. Is it about us? Is it about you? Do you have some emotional stress? Do you have some emotional disorder? Or do you see you're not functioning? Maybe we can work it out together. She might say, you know, I think it's really the pressure. I enjoy the friendship. Now I'm not interested in the friendship anymore. She might say, other people are stopping me. Before you go to a therapist, the therapist is if she doesn't want to talk to you or if she says, or if you guys have a relationship that your family, like brothers and sisters, where you guys have to deal with each other, it's very possible she just doesn't want to be your friend. And again, for people that are listening, the number to call in is 718-683-5858, we've, we've just got now an opening or two for your questions. Feel free to call it in. All right, I'm just saying, we, we jump to a therapist when there's a relationship, when there's a family, you've tried everything, you've spoken everything, then the last step is that. But let's slow down about the other stuff. You know, you go to the therapist as the last option. First, speak to her. We'll see what she says. I'm right. going to take over your okay. interesting... Thank you very much yeah. for your advice. You're very welcome. Thank you for staying up and calling in all the way from England. So I'm going to take over here a, a text that, or that you've sent me over here to answer. It's like this. Hi please, if you can, hi, please, if you can answer my question. I definitely have anxiety, nervousness about negative thoughts, etc., I went twice to therapists that are not married or have children. Do you think I can benefit from her? So far, she didn't say anything that can help me. I am married and do have, do have kids. Scared she won't be able to understand me. So let's understand this interesting question because this is anxiety. Anxiety is that people don't understand me. Anxiety is that people don't know what's going on 
or whatever happens, they're always worried something isn't as good. Something could have been better. So whatever they do, there's always a feeling of I'm stressed and it won't work out. So now the problem is this one isn't married. That one doesn't have children. This one isn't my age. That one isn't as from as I am. There'll always be a stress and an anxiety. When you're going to therapy the first couple of times, many times what's needed is just to get a history, just to get an evaluation. What is going on? And therapists need to do that. You might want to jump straight into the tools. I've had a client recently that came for two or three sessions. There's a lot going on. I first had him be evaluated for ADD or for anxiety. We first have to realize what's going on. The solutions aren't just, yep, do it, and you'll figure it out right away, and it just happens. It's not how it works. How it works is there's a process to what happens, and that's what needs to happen. Now, do you need a heart surgeon to, um, to be married when they're going to work on you? No, you don't need that. What you do want to find out is, does the heart surgeon know how to do a heart surgery? Now, when you go to a therapist, there are times that you can feel bad. There are times that you might feel the person won't understand you. That is a different point if they have a different way of looking at life. However, if you know the frumkite that you need to be concerned about is okay, then their personal life does not matter and is not important for right now. What is important is for us to, for you to get better and to recognize it's a technicality. It's the heart. How does the heart work? Therapy, many times, is a technicality part, and anxiety can be that way. Yes, it's important to connect to the person, but it's also important to be able to have the tools and to have the, to have the skills to go on. Again, the number to call in is 718-683-5858, 718 683 5858. We'll also take another text over here till the callers seem to come in. And it's going to go as follows. Can you talk a little about homesickness? Can it be genetic? Or is it, nurt- or is it nurture? How can some kids be affected and others not? There's an interesting study that I am preparing for the next workshop that we're having an anxiety to serenity workshop, and that is about Harry Harlow. What he was is he did an interesting study in 1958 where he took several monkeys just as they were born, and what happened was they removed them from the mothers. Some of them were just put in a cage without any connection to any mother, and they almost became fearful, couldn't move, couldn't do anything. Then he put the other monkeys in a place where they were affected, where, which means one monkey was like an oh, just out of wires with a bottle, and then the other monkey had like a cloth around it. And wanted to see where the monkeys are going to be connecting to, who they're going to want. Will they rather go to the one that gives them food, or will they go to the one that gives them warmth? What they found is they ran right away to the one that gave them food, to the bottle, and right after that they spent about 18 hours a day around the monkey that gave them the warmth, like the cloth. Now, what I'd like to recognize from this story is, is that those that had the, just the metal mother without the one with the cloth were more afraid, were afraid to experiment, were afraid to try different things. They need the warmth. And what they concluded, several conclusions from the study, one of them were that it's more important for people emotional love than the actual physical needs. So sometimes we have parents saying, I gave them food, I gave them their clothing, yes, but they need the hug. The monkeys will take 18 hours, be around the monkey that has a little cloth, a little warmth, than to be around the monkey that gave them food. They went there just for the food, and then after that went for the warmth. Now, many times when kids are going to 
sleepaway camp, and some kids will have more or will be more involved or less involved than other kids, more emotional, needy than the other ones. My question to you would be, what is happening in that kid's life? Maybe different children by you are okay, but other ch- which means they might have gotten the time that you were more loved, you were more around them. Maybe this kid got less of that. Maybe this kid might have some fears and other stuff going on in school. So I want us to recognize that when kids have attachment, when they need someone or they're close, they're afraid to go away, it could be a sign of either they're not feeling the security and the confidence within themselves. They might have an issue with the way they're going. They might not be good at sports or at the games. They might need a little bit more caring and someone taking care of them. Each of these issues can be a reason as well as it could be. You might have been different to them at different times, which means that they still need it now. So these are just some of the points, again, but if you don't call it in, we don't have an idea as to what's going on. We're going to go to Mrs. R. You're on the line. Yes, hello? Mrs. R? Hello? Yes. Hello? Hi. Yes. I, I, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm forever worried and thinking of uh, things that make me worry, and I don't feel at ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's your question? What's the question? How do I get these worries out of my head? How many years are you having these worries? Um, a long time. Let's say over 20 years? Yes. Let's say over 30 years? Mm, no, maybe yeah, between 20 and 30. Okay. And how many of you, and, and which one of your parents had similar worries and always fearful? My, my, my mother, also. Okay. So let's make the assumption that you're 30 years old. Let's just go with that assumption. Oh, let's say 37. From when you're 7 years old, you started having these fears. And your mother, let's say she was 60 or 70 when she was nifter, for whatever reasons. And what's happening is, so I like calling this Yerusha energy, and this is how I add up. This is, again, my own numbers, so many people can choose to disagree. But what I do is I do 37 plus, let's say, 60 or let's say 70. That's 107 years that I consider this anxiety thoughts, these fearful thoughts in the system. And in order for us to change, in order for us to get better, we need to first recognize how many years this is in our system. Now, once we got that concept, now, how long do you think this is, this is, a, this is an issue, it's workable, but how long do you think it would take you to change something that's at least 30 let's say 30 years, or even call it almost 100 years in the system? It would take me a long time. All right. How long? Would you say two years, three years? If something's 100 years in the system, how long will you give it? Would you say 10 years, 15 years? Yeah, two, three years. And I would constantly have to talk to myself and whatever, make the changes, which I don't even know if it's possible. That's right. So now let me ask you, you, did you ever take a training on what to do and what to think and how to do it? No, I never no. did. Did you ever work on anyone or help anyone that has these anxiety thoughts, these fearful no, thoughts? No, because I wouldn't know how to work on anyone. Exactly. So now let me ask you, do you think you should be the one that should work on yourself when it's 107 years in the family? In total, well, I you definitely think need help. Excellent. So now that we got the idea that you need help, now 
the question is, what's the first step that you'll do to get help? Now, to ask the question even further, how many of your children have these fearful thoughts also? I'm, We're not blaming you. I'm, We're just stating that the Arusha energy keeps on going. Any of them? I think. Oh, I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, several of them have it. Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee you, several of them have it. Maybe they. They they're worked on it. Maybe they 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 know how to work on it. Yeah. You think so? I think so. Really? So your mother had it, and you're affected by it, and yet your children, which would have it further than you, the next step even deeper and more than you, and you think they just got rid of it on their own? I, I have to say that most of these worries started after the children started getting married. Uh, I they know, became worse. I they know all that, worse. but that's when it got more extreme. You and I both know that right. your mother had it, and then anxiety thoughts don't just start then. You might have been able to push it away, but you know you had them at the silent times. Right. You know you had them earlier. You and I, I'm saying I do this all day. You and I both right. know it doesn't just start when the kids are married. Also, at 50 years old, a person starts getting, you know, or 40 years old when you're married off all the kids, or, or right. 40 when you start marrying over the first kid. All of a sudden, these things, they usually don't start that way. There's usually all the time. Just you're so busy that you're able to push it off, and then it gets worse with age. Anxiety gets much worse with age. Right. I do see it that it's getting worse. That's why I'm finally That's right. I decided I need, need to do something. Beautiful. So my recommendation is that you start going to a therapist, and you might even be aware, and again, depending on your age, depending if there's any medical conditions or anything like that, like there's also medication that can be involved that can help out along the lines. I'm not saying that's needed yet. We'll let the therapist do the evaluation and send to a psychiatrist will do evaluation if needed, or your regular doctor can do that. But just for you to be aware of this concept, that you, by you changing it, you will change your life and change your grandchildren's life. But if you don't change, then it won't get better. And, it's, and I can tell you that you've got definitely children that have it. It's impossible with you for that not to happen. And again, the number to call in for people, though, just hold on while we're continuing, is... 718-683-5858, Looking forward to taking your question or comment. Thank you very much. So what, let me just ask you, what are you walking out with? What are you hearing? I should go for help, which I knew I should. That's why I Good. So why are you holding on the line? What's your next step? Next step? To call the number you gave me? Which number? I didn't give you a number yet. Which number? I will help you out with relief. Relief is a number. I don't... Relief or echo are two places that your husband can look it up, and I would recommend that you really just call in. Right. Right? Right. Now, I just want to tell you something. You might hang up and not do anything from this phone call. Just know that it, unfortunately, it gets harder. And then you start not wanting to go around, and you start not wanting to go to Simplis. You start feeling there's no point, there's no purpose. Yeah. I, a lot I agree happening. with you. I hear what you're saying because that's, this is what's happening. That's right. That's right. And the reason why I'm also saying medication might be an option is just to be aware that sometimes you need to push the system, get a jump start to the system. And don't be afraid of it. Don't hesitate. Don't think the therapist doesn't know what they're talking about. Sometimes when you have something very, very deep for a while, 
And, like, by the time you go for help, it's like sometimes it's acute. It's pretty serious, you know. There's so much that should be done that we just need a little help to jumpstart the system. But there's also another little problem that the therapists are very, very expensive. Yeah. That's very true. That is very, very true. So... You know, now, will you remain stuck? Are you going to stay stuck in that level because of that? Let me ask you, do you know what tuition is for a kid? You know, an average is between, let's say, six and eight to $10,000 a child a year tuition. Don't you think you're worth it at least the price you would have paid tuition for your kid for yourself a year or two? Let's just make that assumption, even if they're, they're expensive. Don't you think you're worth the tuition of a year? Are you worth the tuition of a year? Is your husband worth to have a wife that's happy and excited again? Are your children worth it to have a mother that's happy and excited again? Are your grandchildren worthy to have a grandmother that's happy and excited again and can give them chizik and be that grandmother, the happy one? Maybe they're not worth it. You tell me. Yes. It's all relative how you look at money. I know tuition, huh? Say that again. I said, there, it's all very worth it, what you just said, but I'm the last person to spend money on No one's on asking myself. you to spend it on yourself. Please, don't spend the money on yourself. I'm asking you not to. I'm asking you to spend it on your kid's grandmother, on your, grand, yeah. on your grandchildren's grandmother, not on yourself. Don't ever think it's for you. Never for you. Yeah. And on okay. your children's, and on your children's mother, and on your husband's wife. Let your husband invest in his wife. It's not you. How do you think that will change if it's not for you? If your husband chooses, you know something? I want to have a wife that's happy. I want my kids to have a mother that's happy. It's not you. You're not spending it on yourself. You might not feel you deserve it. But if you change, if you reframe it, how does that sound? Sounds good. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So let's say you go to an expensive therapist that's even $200 for a week. And let's say you're going to go eight, that's eight weeks. For ten months, that's $8,000, and your life might change. And if you go to the top psychiatrists, which are expensive, between four and $600, and you go once there, and then you go back two weeks later, and you go, let's say, seven or eight times, it's going to cost you $2,000 more for the so top psychiatrist. That's $10,000 in about eight to ten months, or in ten months to 12 months, you should be seeing a huge change. Life is happy, excited, there's energy, life's moving. Do your children not deserve it? Does your husband not deserve it? Not talking about you, talking about them. Right. And we're talking about the top and most expensive out there. And there are therapists that take 110 and 130, and there are also therapists in the agency. I just want you to, I'm just putting in perspective. Right. All right. I wanted to make sure that you sound like such a special person over the phone. It sounds like there are so many people around you that need you, want you, and respect you, but you're just not there. Everything is going great, except that they don't have their mother, they don't have the grandmother, they don't have the wife. And one other point, since I heard a little whispering in the background, I don't know if it was your husband or your children, whoever it was, your husband, if you don't feel you deserve it, let your husband go for therapy a little. and learn, Let him learn how to get more assertive, how to get more tough, or at least to be able to take the reins in the hand, because you need someone to lead the show. Maybe you're not able to. It might be time for your husband to say, I want a wife. I want a happy wife. I want a wife that's free of anxiety, a wife that can have children come over, grandchildren come to our house and not be nervous and not be afraid and all those other stuff that go along and let him learn. So if you're not ready to go, I would recommend that your husband go for therapy and learn how to deal with it. 
And Hatzlacha, and thank you for calling in. I appreciate how brave you are. Okay, thank you. Great. We are going to go to Mr. M. M, you're on with Mordechai. Hello? Yes. Yes, hi. Um, I would like to know how you can make... Um, I have um, friends who uh, have anxiety and problems, and I try to help them, but sometimes the people don't, don't want to go to psychology, don't want to go to help. How you can make them to go? You've just asked the hardest question out there, and that's the one point that I really don't have an answer for. It means there's a lot of concepts, but not a straight answer. The concept is that you need the family members to go for therapy. You need the family members to get strong to understand what's the ramifications, what's the repercussions if, they don't, if the family member doesn't go for therapy. We just had this most magnificent lady out there calling, but she's suffering from anxiety for about 20 and 30 years. And she wouldn't go for help. She's only calling up now because it's so bad. What would have happened had her husband gone for therapy and become stronger? And 20 years ago, or 15 years ago, said, so you know something, it's already 15 years, it's too much. I would also like a lot of people to know that we're getting messages, and I'd like to say that I just use when she said therapy is expensive. There's a lot of therapists that are not expensive at all, and you've got some wonderful agencies. You have Jewish Board in Borough Park, for an example. You've got... Ohel in Barra Park. You've got Jewish Board in Flatbush. You've got Pesach Tikva in Barra Park. You've got so many different places there that take insurance, and they're great therapists there. But I just want to even be clear, even when you think about spending money, take it, look at it in the big concept. So now, you're asking when someone doesn't want to go to help, you try to speak to them, you try to explain to them why it's important. Then usually what I do is I bring in the family. And you try to get the family to realize what's happening. But remember, there's a joke that they always have. You know, you know the jokes like how many people does it take to change a light bulb, things like that? You know those lines, the jokes? Um, All right, there's a whole series of jokes that kids ask. How many people does it take to change a light bulb? How many people does this take? So there's a question, how many therapists does it take to change a light bulb? And the answer is one. The light bulb has to want to change. Therapy is after the person wants to change. Till then, it's pre-therapy and all those other concepts. Does that make sense? Yes, but there's sometimes um, uh, people, um, if you don't want to go, you can't help them, because if you don't want to help, it, you can't help it. But sometimes the people is was going to therapy, and they, he was going to bad therapy, and he was fed up from therapy. So now your question is, your original question that I understood was, that how do you get someone to go for therapy when they don't want to go for therapy? That was your first question. Yes, now you're I, I'm, 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 what I'm thinking from one friend. Now I'm thinking from other friend. What is going to therapy, and was going to bad therapy? It was it was wasting the time, wasting money, and now now he's fed up for therapy. Don't want to go therapy. anymore. Was it a licensed therapist? First of all, what? how many times I hear horror stories and they're going to people that aren't licensed, and and they put us all in the same boat. Was the person a licensed therapist? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it so clear, sorry. The person that he went to for therapy, was he a licensed therapist that he went to a bad Yes. Yes? Yeah. Okay. And so now what I usually tell that those clients, those people are as follows. Have you ever taken a steak or have you ever gone to a store that you didn't like the food? Did you stop eating forever because of that? In other words, you got an issue, you got to work on your problem. This therapist didn't work, you go to the next therapist, you go to the third therapist. You try to get it going. One system doesn't work, you try a second system, you try a third system. 
Does that make sense to you? Yes, Do you know of people that they've tried one business and they weren't successful and they say, that's it, I'm never working again? Or do they say, no, something, I've got to try another business. I've got to try somewhere else. I've got to make Parnassa. What we need the person to recognize is therapy is a must. Your choice is which therapist. But you need help now. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And the number to call in is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Please call in. We got some slots. We'll take your call. We're going to Miss T. You're on with Mordechai and Rav Nissen. Hello? Yes. Um, I have a question, but before I'm going to ask my question, I want to thank you for all you do for the call. And so nice of you, and Hashem should repay you. Amen. Thank you. Okay. My question is like this. Um, I've got to text with someone. Um, I got to know someone. I don't know that well, but whenever I see her, I get like lost. I don't know what to talk, and I like I'll back you, into the show. I don't know what's I'm happening to you. Wait, can you ask the question again? I'm not hearing you. Are you like calling from a cell phone or something? Yes. Oh, okay. It's not that clear. Are you like in a closet? Or s- it just sounds very muffled. Um, is it better now? No. Uh, is there, do you have, like, the radio on in the background? No. No. Okay, fine. So go ahead. Just just ask your question. Let's let's. That's right. Just... Okay. So I got to know someone through text. Yeah. Whatever we texted, and now whenever I meet her on the street or I want to talk to her, I just get both. And the same is with her. She gets both entirely. We don't, like, communicate. The relationship is very... Um, stressed out. I don't know why. It's like I can't communicate with her. And with other girls, I'm very good. I'm really a good social butterfly. I don't see myself having problems with anyone. Just when she, I'm like... What would you assume? What's different, this girl, from all the other girls? I don't know. That's that's the interesting part. I see, like, a big difference. Could be because I don't know her that well. I don't know. I don't know. When I'm, like, talking to her, I'm like... Have you tried texting that with her? You know it's weird, but when I when I saw you, I felt like all funny and interesting. I wonder what she would say. Can you text it? Can you just text it out? I texted her and she said the same thing. She told me to um, ask you about it. All right. So what I would recommend is you guys make up to speak for an hour, like you go somewhere and just let's even walk around the park or wherever it should be, and sometimes the first five minutes is uncomfortable, which happens many, many times in relationships, it's the first five minutes, but after you break the ice, it gets easier. So when you but have I a have a question, rel- like, when I'm texting, I'm certain type of, I'm different than I'm talking, right? No, you're actually the I'm, same person. Yeah, I know I'm the same person, but, like, when I'm texting, I'm different. I'm different in certain sense, right? No, I, mean, I got that. That's why I want to tell you, no, you're not. It's a part of you that you allow yourself to show in the text, but it's you. And that you is who you need to be comfortable with. And if you're not comfortable with that part of you, it's not her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let's assume I'm a loud person, but I don't allow it in my relationships with people. But with this person, I can show it or I can text it. What happens okay. is that... Okay. I can't bring that out in reality, only in text. Now you're going to try to avoid that girl. But it's really within you. The goal is to hang around this girl, let's say, or to use that component and then to bring it into all your other relationships. It's a part of you that's important to use. 
But I'm very loud. I'm a loud girl. I have friends. Um, I like have tons well, of friends. Well, then what part are you with? What part are you with her? What part are, will you show when you're with her that you're not with your friends? Um, with this friend, it's just so different because I don't know. I before we had a sixth grade fight, like a silly fight, and I forgot about it. We cut ties. Now we're back together, but I'm like, I don't have real things there, but I'm. It could be because I'm scared to be judged. Yeah. Motherhood. Yeah. Definitely makes sense. Now, how can you be comfortable to be who you are with her? I don't know. But she is also kind of like, when she saw me, she was like, let's take it to you. Let's not take it to her. Take it to you. Okay. So. What can you do that when you meet her, you'll be different? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, what should I feel? I don't know. Well, what can you be that part of you that you don't allow yourself to show? Listen, if I'll have to meet her, I'll try to be natural and uh, whatever. But I once spoke to her and I was like, Kind you're of not like getting it. You're not getting it. You're going back to the negative. You're going back to where you're stuck. That's, uh, I'll treat you a little like a client. A client of mine can't go there. You've repeated your problem three times. Let's not go, go to the solution. What will you do to bring out that personality? Don't tell me what didn't work in the past. We know that. Tell me what you are going to do in the future. That's the question now. What I'm going to do You're clear that there's a part of you that you're afraid to show, oh, and you're afraid you might be rejected. We got that. Now, what are you going to do since that's part of you, since you want to connect to this girl, you want to meet her, you don't just want to show a part of you by texting, you want to also have it in your life. What can you do? Um, like, I should, like, imagine as if I'm, like, walking next to my sister. I don't yeah. know. Good, we'll try that. Imagine you're walking yeah, next to your sister, and then how could it be? Like, like, like next to me, I don't have a problem, so that's what I should imagine. You tell me, what would help you be yourself around this friend? Harvnissa, um, what would you say? What would you recommend? I, I would say, first of all, I, I think that uh, the girl was, uh, uh, in the beginning, said about the text. And I really found it uh, very, very uh, true that text is not like conversation. We yeah. allowed we allowed us, ourselves to do with the texts, text so many other things that we uh, wouldn't do it with the you know, face to face or talking. And this is why I recommended first of all to talk directly with the phone. Said, please, can I talk with you in the phone and start conversation. Now with the text, you have so many interpretation about it. You know, you can say hi, how are you, or you get the text, hi, how are you. Or what you're doing, you know, is exactly the same. But this is the guy that the one, the person to receive the text. This is interpre- interpreted what he want, and what what happened before. You know, if you had some kind of nasty conversation with the person before, he will read it a total different what you meant when you wrote it. So this is the issue here that uh, I always with my text that I tell you the truth. That when I text somebody, I first of all I'm just try to put the name first, Moshe, I, how are you, and then write my my uh, uh, you know question or my remark. 
it's otherwise you would get it so offensive and so um, so differently what the person want meant about it you know this is the, this is what i found in a text terrible terrible things that is and unfortunately i found it is a, a sound in a teenagers is a it's a addiction and they don't know how to get rid of it i'll add on to what you're saying Ravnison, is that i was I was, I'm a supervisor for social workers, and they have trainings for us. So one of the issues that we were discussed, it came up two, three times, is that the college, the social work students, are emailing and texting the supervisors, but it's in a way that's inappropriate and for the professional setting, like, hi, how are you, uh, or, or how was your day? I wanted to ask you just, just certain points that you wouldn't do in a, in a phone conversation. Or what they found was that a lot of the students' interns did not want to speak to their supervisors over the phone. They would rather email saying, hi, when are we starting to work? What should I be prepared? And then they want the supervisor just to email back, oh, just this and this and this. But they missed the, hi, the conversation, speak to me, make the connection. Social workers are about connecting and speaking to people. We want to make sure that they're able to do that. And they're actually telling us that it's a major issue for us to be aware that when we get students, Make sure to have a verbal conversation, not just via email or text, to just give the information. And I agree with you. And I wonder if that's part of what you're happening, have, that's happening now is that you're able to have the family relationship who you speak to one-on-one, but you're not able to have just a friendly relationship where you, don't, where you only have connection via text. Words, you're missing the social skills of someone that you've met through text and now build it up to the next level. And I, I would, li- mm-hmm. I would like to add something that, you know, when you talk, we have like 86 muscles, you know, that work, you know, the vocal cord, the stomach, and the teeth, and the tongue, and the lips, and everything is like coordinated, and we have the ears that somehow control our, you know, listen to what we said. And when we text, it's just only the fingers. <laughs> many times, nice. many times is... Just I saw texts that uh, not belong to this world, not even the Yiddish kite, because people don't think, don't don't control themselves without this uh, uh, God. You know what we have uh, in our, you know, the, what Hakadosh Baruch will give us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I think so. You're welcome and Hatzlacha. Amen. Great. We go to Mrs. S. Mrs. S, you're on with Mordechai and Rav Nissen. Hi, do you hear me clear? Oh, very clear, yes. Okay, because you're kind of far. Um, oh, okay. sorry. That's okay, I'll try my best. Um, my question is um, simple and not simple. I was wondering um, how does a person that knows that she's doing the right thing by staying in the city over this stupid New York setting with a summer, and I'm sorry for my stu- stupid thing, but that's what I feel about it, um, be okay with it and not feeling guilty that the kids are missing out and, uh, and uh, it's not fear for them and so on. Well, do you have an option? I could do both. I could go and I could stay. And I, li- I don't like it over there and I choose to stay. But the comments that I get from everyone around me is, come on, how can you do it to your kids? It's not fear. A mother has to put herself after the kids, and I don't feel it's fear to put me in a guilty chair. Yeah. So who's the one putting you on the guilt trip? <laughs> Whoever knows me. 
I wonder why they would do that. Now, what happens if you just say that, you know, this is my decision, I don't want to discuss it? Um, I said so. So one got in a huge fight with me that I don't want to talk about it with her. And the other said just close the subject. But inside me, I feel maybe I am wrong. Maybe everyone is right. I'm, I'm kind of confused. But what does your husband say? He wants me to go. Ah, so he wants... Now, you see, when we get a question like that, we always want to know both sides. So he wants me to go because he grew up in this setting. I didn't. I'm not a New Yorker. Um, And he feels, and everyone around says so, that in the summer, if you have the ability to go, you got to go. And I feel that, okay, maybe they're right, but... I don't like it here, so how can I go to a place for whatever amount of time if I'm not going to enjoy it one bit? Mm-hmm. And they're like, and now, now we go to the next level. Hold on. Now, mm-hmm. what do you think is really best for your kids? We know your husband wants to go for his sake. We know you don't want to go for I your sake. I don't know what's best for my kids because I've think never Think about tried it. What's it. best for your kids? You know how your kids will be in the city. How do you think will be your kids? And again, we're talking about your kids. There are many. Yeah, so I, what I do really is I put a lot of effort to make them... Um, happy, and I go out with them. There, I try good, as good, much good. as possible. That's not my question right now. First, what do you think is best for the kids? It might be best for the kids if you should that you should stay, and you'd be happier. But first, let's see what's best for the kids. Maybe the kids love it to be there. Many families. How do I city. know? Well, what do you think? Look at your kids. What do kids look like? Do your kids? It could be that they'll be very happy over there. Yes, some of the two of my kids will probably have a lot of fun over there. Um. One is not here, she's in camp anyhow, and one is a baby, so it doesn't matter. So let's say that majority of my kids would enjoy it over there. Next. All right. So now you start making a decision. Now you start thinking, how much don't you like it? Why don't you like it? Maybe you need a friend. Maybe you need a relative going with you. This, that, would, that, would work if, that would work, but it's not Shaykh because I don't know people here. So there, go and make yourself friends. And is it possible that you maybe this can even lead you to make new friends in other places? Like, how long are you in New York? And how now, many here many years. Have? The thing is that but what I feel is if I go, I kind of wait, convert wait, let's myself. You're here many years in New York, and how many friends do you have? Four. Four. And what do those four friends do? One is staying. Three are going. But okay, the ones so. that are going, I wouldn't want to go with them because they have their summer setting, meaning... I don't want to take away dear summer friends and kind of, you know, they need a break. Let for me, me ask you. There, there, I hear several questions here. I hear first a question. Number one is, what do you do? And I never tell a client what to do. You've got to be at ease with it. There's a whole couple component over here that sounds like you and your husband going through tug of wars, where he married someone from out of the New York area, and he feels like he might be having a great marriage, but in certain areas he's never worked out with you the issues of being an out-of-towner and acclimating to New York or not, or him coming to peace. That's step one. Yeah, step I never two is I hear that right. you're unsure of yourself when you take care of yourself versus like what people say the kids need. And the answer is kids are always happy with everything that happens. If they have a happy mother and a happy father, they will be thrilled. And I'll say again, there are thousands of families that are here in New York that don't go to the Bungalow County. There's an issue number three is that might be you are locked within yourself. You're stuck. You haven't adjusted to New York. And that not adjustment might be affecting your family. 
That's true. I never adjusted to New York. I do That's not right. Like and it. it might be time for you to get that little bit of help how to adjust to the family. And learn to adjust. I'm sorry, not to the family. Learn to adjust to New York. You're here so long. You've got friends. Look how you've set yourself in, in, in your own limits in your own mind. So many, things, friends, so many things they, I did. It was, it was a hard, even the second day of Yom Tov, I couldn't take it. So I made peace with a lot, a lot of things. But there are certain things that I feel, why go till there? I'm okay in the city. Why do I have to try out new things? Just because New Yorkers think it's a must? Sorry, so I am again. okay staying in the city, and I believe my kids will be okay because I always stay in the city, and I do the most I can to make them happy, and it's fine. Just I don't, I don't feel comfortable with the with the people around me, the reactions, the 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 upsetness. I mean, it's not again. Hold uh, on, we're going to get, we're going back to the issue now that people's comments are affecting you. Right, you got to be able to handle people's comments. That's the world. Everyone's going to give you comments and opinions. My issue that I'm hearing is a little bit more that you haven't acclimated to New York. You're no, a little bit of a loner. You're right. going and a I would like to go gr- back to where I am. You would like? Yes, I would love. Yeah, but you've already stabilized your house over here in New York. Right. So these are issues that I really feel something that you need a little more one-on-one attention to find at ease, to find peace. There are people that are 30 years in the country and never stabilize. They always dream of their home country. And because they never allow themselves to process the loss or to work out with their husbands how to have that feeling, you might find that you don't even want to go back there. You might just want to go there for a summer or for a month or two, whatever it should be. But you're still fighting the system because you didn't get what you needed. Maybe you weren't even interested in doing a shidduch to New York, or you didn't think you would have to go. And then for Parnassah-wise, it happened. Life happens all the time that we're in places where we don't want to go. So what you're saying is that I, that if I'll accept where I am and make peace with the fact that whatever I lost and whatever, like, goes through that process... And do, no, no, that's part of it. And you might even find a way to get what you were missing. Your husband might say, you know what, if that's what's making you so down, so sad and so difficult... They're not a problem. Let's go back once a year to your hometown, wherever that that should be. There might be options that you don't see right now because you haven't worked it through. Instead, you're sitting in, in like, in in depression a little. You're sitting, like, within yourself. You've secluded yourself within yourself. Uh And then then one last question will be then when, and the day that that people leave, and I know this is, like, the roughest day for everyone that stays in the city because that's the nature. You see people go and people pack and people are excited, and the kids are affected. I'll be honest with you, I don't feel that this way. I've got a lot of neighbors are going to the Bungalow County, and this summer me and my wife, we chose to be home, and I can't wait for the day that everyone's going to go, the peace, the quiet. I don't know yeah, what you're true. afraid of. I agree with you, but the kids have it rough because the, the friends, everyone, well, the neighbors. Well, my kids don't have it rough. I wonder if there are issues going on within yourself that you are feeling that it should be best for them. And you're just feeling because you can't do it, you're a little bit stuck. It could be. It could be that I feel that, yes, um, you know, go out of the box and try it out with them. And That's and, right. And so your guilt is what's happening over here. Uh-huh. I want to hear, Vanessa, what do you say to this? I tell you, uh, one thing that uh, we learned from the Eshet Lot, you know, you never look back. Cause when yeah, you look, I like that when, one. When you look back, you become stone and beaten and salty, basically. So yeah. you always look forward, and then you can move. When you just become like a rock and salty and bitter, 
this is not worth it. Life is Arvnissa, more... Arvnissa, do you miss Israel at all? Because you're in America for many years. Oh, do you miss it? I miss him very much. <laughs> you can't not miss Israel. It's, yes. not, it's not possible. Yeah. I know, but how do you manage then? Are you able to get yourself American? <laughs> do I have a choice? <laughs> yeah. Baruch Hashem, you know. Okay, you know, that's, uh, they know we have uh, less than two minutes. All right. One. So, should we go take that cooler, or let's just finish with her? I don't think we could take a question no, less than two minutes. All so right. So, uh, so I, hear, like I hear what you say. You say that my guilt is a thing that, because I'm not okay with me 100%, and, and therefore I have all these inner conflicts about yeah. yes, no, yes, no. That's and right. once I work through it, yeah. And then the the, the rest, I, what I hear from the friend that is staying in New York is, yes, the first day or two, even though she has no choice, she can't go. The first day or two, the kids That's again have why she feels that, because of the word no choice. Because uh-huh. everyone's talking about how great it is. I'm telling you it's not that great. There's always problems. No, I wish I wouldn't have a choice, and I would have to stay in, period. The, the, the fact that I have a choice is killing me. Definitely, and that's, that's where your guilt and your inner issue comes in. Yes. So she doesn't have a choice, and her and her kids still have a letdown when everyone leaves. But that's kind of unfair. Feeling she doesn't have a choice. It's a feeling again. Uh huh. So, so it's all in our minds. That's right. And once you're at ease with yourself, you can feel at peace and comfortable the way you are. Uh, okay. So I guess it's going to be done for next year. Because I am not going to. You got to work it out. And I would recommend that you go for a little help within yourself, just to talk it out, make peace, and be relaxed. I go, I go, I go, I go, because that's not the only thing in my life. I go. I'm way ahead of where I was. Excellent, great. I'd like to thank everyone for calling in for the messages that you sent to Avnison for another amazing and wonderful program. Thank you all. And Hatzlach, I'm looking forward to being with you all next next week. And for those of you going up to the mountains upstate, have a wonderful and a safe trip going up there. We should have a healthy, safe summer. And you can always listen in, call in to the phone lines, and you can hear the recordings and participate. Hatzlacha, and thank you on Harav Nissen once again, and jradio.com. Appreciate it, and thank you.